Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? You know, our couch talk when we sit around and giggle or when we lay across the bed and we talk about that tough stuff. Maybe even it's when we chit-chat on the phone about how our day went. Yeah, this is that space. This is that time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we dive into another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? And by the way, hey, did I mention my name is Cheryl? Yeah. Well, it's me. I'm your girl. So let's get into this. Tuning in to another episode of Girl Can We Talk. This is season two, and like I said in prior recordings, that we are all about reconciliation. I'm so excited to have a friend of mine here that I've known for a long time. Um, we met at church, and we've kind of like just been almost like sisters ever since. And I'm really happy that she's with me today to be able to share her testimony and whatever else God leads on her heart to share with you. But I want to welcome to you my friend Carla. And I really just hope that you guys can hear her heart and understand that God is so good to us. He's just really good to us and we really need to take the time to smell the roses that he has given us and the people that he has placed in our life and enjoy one another because that's what this life is all about, brothers and sisters in Christ. How you doing, Carla? I'm good. It's really good to see you. It's awesome to see you. I'm so glad that we've connected again because <laughs> it's like we've connected off and on over the years and it's always... We miss the beat. That's how I feel. I feel that way too, but I miss you when you're not around. Yeah, I miss you too. Because you've always been genuine. I try. You've always, to me, been real. I've met so many people that have not been real. They pretended to be real, but you've always been real. And mm. I really appreciate that. So thank you. And I've gotten to know her family. I really love them, her children and her grandchildren, as well as she knows mine. So this is somebody that I've known for a long time. And I hope that you are blessed like I have been blessed by her. And as she shares her story, I just hope that you would take the time and just really listen to what God has to say to you. Here you go start or what part to tell you I'm not always real to be honest I sometimes I I try so hard or I have in the past I'm getting better about that um, about trying to be a perfect Christian which kind of falls into how we met because I got saved and I was told that everything would be wonderful which was a lie it wasn't and I sought out people who I thought knew more than me because they'd been Christians longer and fell into some really bad traps. Yeah, we all have done that. Um, some were hard to get free of them, some weren't. 
what I did learn in all that time was is that God was with me and he was faithful to direct me out when it got bad to show me my silly self trying to learn. I didn't know for a long time that he was teaching me. I thought um, I thought that God was an equal, equal opportunity God and so he had to have one like me and he basically said, okay, I'll save you, but I want you to sit on the bench and mm. stay out of my way. And for years, I, I, I lived that way. I kind of believed I was saved, but I wasn't sure God wanted me or needed me. Because I was messed up. I came from a really bad background of abuse and dysfunction and just a lot of bad stuff. And for years, I hung on to that. Not because I wanted to, I wanted to get free. I would read about the man at the pool where the angel came. Mm -hmm. Pardon me if my brain decides all of a sudden not to give me the words. <laughs> Bethesda, mm -hmm. the pool of Bethesda and God saying, do you want to be whole? And I, my heart would cry out, I want to be whole, I want to be whole. But I was holding on to all that stuff that I'd been through. Um, I knew I was damaged, but I didn't understand I had to let it go. Wow. I didn't understand that it was holding me back, that I was using it for pity from other people. But I also think deep down I was hoping someone would hug me or hold me tight enough and say, I understand your pain. But I didn't realize that the one that needed to hug me and hold me and tell me I understand your pain was Jesus. I kept looking everywhere and never finding it. And, uh, it's only been within the last year, maybe, that I finally realized that Jesus was the answer the whole time. That the closer I drew to him, the less damaged I felt and the more healed I felt. The hardest thing for me to let go of, though, was the pain from my mom. My mother um, <clears throat> never wanted me and hated me, and she told me that my whole life. And I couldn't understand how a mother could hate her own child. Because I had four kids, and I have grandbabies, and now I have a great-grandbaby. And I'm like, how do you, how do you have this person and, and hate them? Which also caused me to feel like, if my own mother hated me, then how could anybody ever love me? Mm. So I accepted a lot of things as love that weren't love, like sex. I was extremely promiscuous. Because of the abuse also, I thought that was love, and so I put up with a lot. Um, I took care of her the last three years, and it was hard. I uh, prayed all day, every day, and still wanted to clobber her. <laughs> I had days where I cried all day and asked the Lord, why did you make me do this? She hates me. This isn't working. I have failed her. She's going to go to hell because I'm an awful example of who Jesus is. And then she died and I felt nothing, nothing, just black and depressed and and really lost, like the whole world was gloomy. And I, I, mostly because I felt bad that I was afraid she went to hell and then I felt like I disappointed God. But guess what? I'm not Jesus, I was never, never her savior. I tried That's to be. Right. <laughs> right. Um, this last year, though, 
I put her picture on the front of my phone. It's my screensaver because I knew that I couldn't ignore the issue anymore. If I wanted to be healed, I had to face it head on. When I first put her there, I hated picking up my phone because she was there. <laughs> and I had to look at her and I would hurry up and open the phone. And then as time went on, I would pause and I would look at her and I'd think, you're my mom. I'm supposed to love you. I'm supposed to forgive you. So then God and I would talk sometimes and I'd pick the phone up and I would beg him to help me to forgive her, to help me to let it go. And one day I picked the phone up and I looked at her and I really looked at her and I thought, I love her. She's my mommy and I love her. And I realized that God had finally helped me to get free from that. Wow. It took time, almost yeah. a year. <laughs> but it was every time, because you know how often you pick up your phone mm -hmm. to answer a text or a call or to look at something or, or for me to Google things. <laughs> and I think it was longer than a year because how many years, how many years prior to that did you still have that in your heart? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm it 58, took, and it, so it was, it was a, a long, long time. time. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was it took a year for you to come to grips with. It's okay. It's okay, and it's okay to to feel hurt by what she did. What she yes. did wasn't great. It's not how God intended it. Right, but it's okay today. I love my mommy today. That's awesome. I'm sorry she's gone. That's awesome, Carla. Reconciliation can come in many forms. Sometimes our loved ones, they go, they pass away. But as long as we remove that pain and allow the love of God to flow in that area, then the reconcile between the two people can happen, whether they're in the present flesh or if they've gone home to be with the Lord. Or wherever they may go. I hope she went to the Lord. She was in a coma for two days. And somebody told me one time. She, she, they said. During that two days. God doesn't live in our time period. So you don't know what he was doing. What past. Communications were, were happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's true. With all of my heart. I really do. <clears throat> and I think it's even true. In the second. Right. In that very second when you, I think he can show you your life. And the reason why I say that is because I remember a time that Marcus and I were in a situation and somebody pulled a gun on me um, because they saw Marcus coming. And I think the guy got scared and he pulled a gun on me and I could see the bullets in the gun. I could see them. Do you hear me? It was like it magnified in my face. And my whole life went poof right before my eyes. Like I saw, you know, like in the movies where they show somebody dying and they show a, a whole scene of their life just flash really quick, really fast through a tunnel. That's exactly what I saw. And I said to myself, oh, God, please don't let. I was thinking of Marcus at the time, don't let him die like this. It would be my fault. You know what I'm saying? Even though the gun was pointed at me, I knew that the guy was going to try to kill him. Wow. And so I believe 
that in that flash second, we have a choice to make. We have been given the last opportunity because think about this. Remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross and one thief was like, and the other thief was like, Hey, remember me when you're in paradise. Remember that mm -hmm. he was on the cross. He was on his cross. He was dying. Yeah. It didn't take him no 20 some years to get there. He right. Was there then. He was there that moment <clears throat> at that time. So I believe that because of the grace and the love of God, he gives us all that opportunity. Every man, every woman, every boy and every girl has that opportunity. That's what I believe. I believe so too. And something somebody at my church said really helped me because I was still struggling with, did she go to heaven or hell? My mother grew up in a church. She taught Sunday school. And he said to me, your mother knew. She knew the truth. She chose which direction to go. So I just prayed that when that coma time was going, that she was remembering that that flashing yeah. was going on in her life. And making a different choice. Plus, you loved her. Even though you had some kind of feeling, you cared for her in her last days. I always cared for her. Right. But I'm saying, think <clears throat> about how that, you know, I mean, think about, think, let's think about the magnitude of that. This woman told you she hated you. And yet you were the one that took care of her, that loved on her, that nurtured her. Tried to live on her. And but you her. did the best you could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did. You did the best that you could at that moment, at that time in your life. It was God using you. He didn't you? Don't you have siblings? Yeah, and none of them wanted. Matter so of fact, who did Sarah he use? was living with her and she Who left. did he use? Me. Right. You know why? Because he knew that Carla had enough of him, enough of his love in her to share with the very person that hated her. That's love. Do you remember what you told me my gift was years ago? No, tell me, remind me. You told me it was love, and I said, I don't want to be Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am saying it to you again. It reminded me of that because it was back when the thing, when my husband was having the affair and had the baby, and I brought her to church and the baby. You said, you know, your gift is love, right? I'm like, no, I don't want to be Brother Bear. <laughs> God has used that's that that to me is one of the great the Bible says there is no law against love no law and it also says that love is the only thing that can conquer death <laughs> that's true love that's deep is the answer and way. yet it's the one thing that the enemy from a little child tried to steal from you it's true. But God said, uh-uh, that's my baby. She's going to demonstrate my love to my people. Even while she might feel like I don't love her. Or good enough to be loved. That or was a big one. Or good enough to be loved. That was a big one. By him who created you, who fashioned and formed you in the womb, who knew that you had enough in you, who knew you had what it took to do what you did. And are doing. <laughs> I'm trying. Only with God's help. Because it's not about me at all. 
but you're the vessel. And I'm willing to be the vessel today. For a long time I wasn't because it required me to do things like this. Right. And what I'm doing at my church, I'd rather stay home. <laughs> so what are you doing at your church? I started a group called Women's Connect for for women who are broken, broken like I was before and after I met Jesus because I was broken for years. I'm still broken in some areas. But uh, it's not a Bible study and it's not a, a Christian thing. I want it to be for anyone who just, you know, needs someone to talk to or listen or or whatever. I don't know the whole thing, which really distressed my pastor at first because he likes to know everything. And I said, look, I'm stepping out in what I've heard and I don't know, which really has bugged me most of my life, not knowing I want to know the plan. I want to feel secure in what's going on. But I, I'm comfortable with not knowing today. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work or what it looks like. We had our first meeting, and a lot of women really shared some deep things that had happened in their life. And I felt really sad because I understand those things. But I felt good that they felt comfortable to share that, some things that I'm sure they never said to anybody else. And so... And we'll see how it works. <laughs> Carla, where can they find you? Like, for the woman that is looking for this type of ministry, where can they find you? I'm on Facebook. Uh, and my name is Carla Myers. Uh, K-A-R-L-A-M-Y-E-R-S. Just shoot me a message. I always check my message box to see if I have random messages. Um... It's the second Saturday of each month at 2 o'clock. So the next one will be... Um, address? 9623 Independence Avenue. It's at Mount, War Mount Washington Baptist Church. Drive around to the back. You'll see an entrance in the back. So now you know where you can find this awesome ministry that this awesome woman of God is doing to try to reach out to women of all ages, all walks of life, to help heal, to be an ear, to just be there for one another because we need that. We need to help build each other up. We need to be strong so that we can heal our families, so that we can heal our communities, so that we can be a light in the darkness that is trying to engulf us, this is how we do it. We do it by one person at a time, reaching out to those people that are in our lives and being everything that we can be for those individuals as well as for ourselves because our community is dying. Our children are being murdered in the street at a higher rate than we can even count or imagine. It's, it's unreal, but we hope and we pray that everything that we're doing and everything that we're saying is reaching if just one, if just one woman that is under the sound of our voice can hear this podcast and know that you are loved, that we love you, that we are here for you. That's what this is all about. It's about healing our community, saving the next generation that's coming up behind us 
that they don't understand the things that we've been through, but what they do understand is love. So Carla, thank you so much for being a part of what I'm trying to do. I really, really, really appreciate you. And I hope that you know that. I think I tell you that every time I see you, but that's how I really genuinely feel in my heart. And I hope that if someone listening to my podcast is in that area, or even if you're not in that area and you feel led to reach out, please reach out to her. Please reach out to her on Facebook. Carla, do you have Instagram? Um, well, she doesn't have Instagram, but she does have Facebook. And you do know her church because she told you the address. And if you for if for some reason you can't find it, just reach out to me and I will link you to her. That's what this is all about. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? Remember, I love you. Goodbye. Give credit where credit is due. First, I'd like to thank Marcus Williams for all of the equipment that he has allowed me to borrow in order to even put this podcast together and his abilities and skills and editing and bringing it all together to make my final product. Secondly, I would like to give credit to Charmel Cofield and Alexander West for my theme song. I really appreciate it. Jason Smith, Garbaz for setting everything up, and for you, my listeners. Thank you so much for your time. This has been real, and it's been fun. Yep, real fun. Tune in next week for another episode of Girl Can We Talk. And don't forget to like and share and subscribe. Reach out to you, girl, and let me know what you think. Until next time, stay true, stay strong, stay woman. This is Cheryl signing out.